Welcome back, everybody, to Nutty Buddy Sports. And on today's episode, we are going to recap week 16 with the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We are going to talk about some of the teams that have been eliminated. And we're going to pick a couple teams uh, that we're interested in and as far as their offseason goes. And then finally, we are going to do Ryan versus the guest and predict week 17. And to do that with me, I have Nate. How's it going, man? I'm good, Ryan. How are you doing? Good. I well, I'm doing good personally. Uh, for my sports life, it's been a little rough. L- roughly weekend for my teams, the Lions and the Dolphins. In my fantasy league, I have never scored under 23 points, 123 points all season, and this was the week I scored 112, and I lost by two points. So rough. it was a brutal, it was a brutal week for fantasy players that people depended on. That's for that's for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. You ain't you ain't a kidding. So. Rough sports week for me, but it was a good sports week for you because basically everything that needed to happen for the Packers did, and they are still alive in the playoff hunt. They are, like. and they are going to make the playoffs, Ryan. Okay, that's it's, your it's a done, done deal. Okay, okay. Well, let's get into – maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that, especially when we predict week uh, 17. But let's uh, focus on week 16. Let me get your first great, uh, Nate. Um, my first great was the Eagles Cowboys. That was a fun game. Um, two very good teams. Uh, let me just ask you a question. Is Gardner Minshew the best backup quarterback in the NFL? Because I mean, think about the teams he could probably start for. I mean, he could start for the Jets. They would be better. He could start for the Colts. They would be better. The Texans, the Commanders, Carolina, Atlanta, there's a bunch of teams that he's better than anyone they have. And the fact that they could come in to Dallas, who I think is a really good defense and be able to score like that. Uh, it didn't really look like they missed that big a beat from going away from Hertz for a game. Yeah, no, I agree. Actually. I think he is the best backup. I, you know, obviously there's a couple others that you'd be pretty comfortable with uh, starting a game or two. I think Heineke is one of those guys. Like you're okay. If he's starting a couple games for you, but he's not like a guy you want starting, week after week after week after week. Uh, But I think he's the best. And I even think he could potentially even be a starter. I just think like, so he didn't work in Jacksonville. Uh, What quarterback since, I mean, obviously Trevor Lawrence is finally working, you know, like working because they got a good coach, but what quarterback has worked in Jacksonville the last couple of years, you know, so their roster wasn't really great. They didn't have good, a good coach. They didn't have a really great GM. Now they got a good coach. They got a good quarterback, but I think Minchu actually should get a, another chance to start. We'll see next year, but um, you know, with everything that's happening with my quarterback, uh, I wonder, you know, just getting someone like him uh, in there might, might not be a bad, bad idea, you know, but yeah, I think he's the best backup. And one thing that helped him, I mean, think about that offense. He's a part yeah. of Yeah. The Eagles offensive line is hands down the best in the NFL. Just look what they did. Dallas has a good rush defense with Lawrence and Parsons. Uh, They didn't give up um, a sack the whole game. Six pressures is all they gave up the whole game. Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey went the whole game without allowing a single pressure. And Lane Johnson, I heard according to Pro Football Focus, he didn't lose a single pass rush attempt versus his defender. They've got the offensive line, which is great. You got AJ Brown, you got Smith, you got Miles Sanders. Like that's a really good offense. So I think that helped him a lot. No, I agree. I agree. So just think of like, if he could start in a situation where he has a lot of help, he might be sort of kind of like Jared Goff, like, 
his situation, I know this last week, it he's, I mean, he still had good numbers, but like he has a good offensive line, good weapons, a good running game. So I think that's what Minshew needs too. But yeah, I, I like, I like him. But uh, yeah, the Cowboys do a re- really good job of uh, fighting through some adversity, especially early on when they had that pick six. I think that the the uh, Eagles had, and they 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 stuck with it and they came back and won that game. Um, I'm gonna. I, can, I have. Oh, go hey, ahead. I gotta give one more shout out though to CD Lamb. That oh yes, it is amazing. Ten for eleven on receptions, 120 yards, two touchdowns. He had 151.7 passer rating for Dak when he was targeting CeeDee Lamb. That's absurd. Yeah. That's Did you, a great weapon. Yeah, no, he is good. I'm surprised he, like, this sort of was his, like, I don't know. He, I thought he'd break out sooner. Like, he's just so, he, he's he been hyped up for a while now. So it's good to see that that potential is uh, finally getting recognized. Did you read today that they uh, were in talks with T.O.? No, I did not. Yeah. Uh, Bleacher Report. I got a report that uh, the Cowboys and T.O.'s agent were talking. So I was like, well, that he's 49. So I'm just saying, I don't know about that, but I thought that was interesting. That's a ride the bench, get him a maybe a ring type of type. Of yeah. Movie. Maybe one one bubble screen and then let him sit the rest of the game or something like that. Um, I have I didn't really have. Any grades as far as like games or, or a team? So I pick kind of individual performances. I just have three of them that I want, or well, technically four. First of all, the Panthers run game. I want to go having go ahead and give that a grade. They uh both running backs averaged over seven yards a carry. De- Devontae Foreman he had 165 yards rushing against the Lions, and then Hubbard had 125 yards off a of 12 carry. And and Hubbard uh, he averaged 10 yards a carry. Uh, it just shows how dominated uh, the uh, the Lions were by that offensive line in that run game against the Panthers. Uh, and then on top of that, we had the uh, I just want to give a shout out to Cam Akers, uh, who his season kind of seemed like it wasn't like it looked like he might not play football ever again just because he wasn't he wasn't producing as a running back. Uh, he, there was a, a a moment in the season where the Rams had him go basically home like we're going to trade you comes back he had 23 carries 118 yards and three touchdowns with the rams against the broncos and the broncos defense has been like the best thing about that team and they got shellacked and on top of that baker mayfield also uh he's only had like a week and a half to learn this offense and this playbook and uh he ended up with uh he was 24 of 28 and had a two touchdowns and i just want to see how many yards here um 230 yards. So again, uh, really, really good performances by, by those four players. And I wanted to give them all a shout out, especially because like a lot of them are sort of like either no names or had a very first rough of this rough season, the first half of the season. Yeah, for sure. And acres, especially, I mean, it wasn't just this week, the last few weeks he's been producing. So I, I've always liked him. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm glad to see him bounce back a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I actually like Baker a little too. I don't like I'm I'm glad he I think Matt Rule was a bad coach. Can we just maybe throw that out there that he was a bad coach? Because like the Panthers actually look pretty good with um Wilkes. I gave some stats on him the week he got fired. I was on with you. If you want to go yeah. back and listen to that, he's not a good coach. Those offensive numbers are horrible. And Baker, I, I was impressed with him going into Cleveland right away. Obviously, I liked him as in his college career. And now you see when he starts to get some pieces around him and he gets comfortable, he's 
he's a serviceable, serviceable quarterback. And I, I'd be surprised if they let him go. I don't know what Stafford's future is going to look like. It'd be nice to keep a young guy who's not really that deep into his career, at least in the fold to challenge Stafford, or I don't, I don't know what his plans are for the future, but that's a nice piece for the Rams to have. Yeah. Yeah. We'll actually talk about them when we get to our interesting off season teams, but uh, yeah, no, I agree. Um, you got a good for week. Week. Yeah. I, I had a lot of goods. It was hard to pick. So I'm, I kind of want to shout out the Bills run game mm. like, as if their offense wasn't scary enough. <laughs> now, it, granted, it was against Chicago. Their run defense isn't that good, but 254 rushes on 31 carries and the running backs both got old, basically 100 yards or more. That's how do you make an offense more scary in the playoffs? You run the ball and now what do you do? You can't drop back to stop Josh Allen. You can't come up in the pocket to stop the run. It's, that's going to put teams in a tough position. Yeah, I agree. I was impressed with their run game. I was a little disappointed. Josh Allen didn't score more fantasy points for my team, uh, but it was, it, it was good. I, I bet like Bills fans are like, finally, we won a game by basically dominating the run game without Josh Allen having to sacrifice his body constantly to do that. So yeah, that's a, that's a good, good there. Um, You got another good? No, what do you got? What I got. Well, I was going to give the good to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, obviously, their um, season on the line. They go into Miami. Uh, big red flag as any Dolphin fan, you know, like everybody was picking the Dolphins. And as soon as that started happening, I'm like, oh, no, I text my brother in law. I'm like, oh, I'm nervous about this game. This is going to be a I'm nervous. I'm nervous. This should be an easy win. Obviously, uh, in my opinion, and it did not go out that way, uh, but it, it's uh, Christian Watson. I don't know. Have you heard about him? I know he hurt his hip. He's fine. OK, good. So that means that they only have to win out to potentially get into the playoffs. They need a little bit of help, but just do their business. And it looks like Rogers and those young guys are finally getting a little bit of chemistry, which is good. And if they can keep going, they could be dangerous in the playoffs because it is Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think any team wants to play against the Packers. So they do, do get a good for doing what they had to do uh, against the Dolphins. How deep you want to get into this game, Ryan? I will I will go as deep as you want because uh, there is a reason they were in my good and not great. So go ahead and just dive in, man. I I love it. I love that they control their own destiny. They got the Vikings and Lions both at home in the cold. I don't like the Vikings defense. Mm-hmm. They can't keep winning one-score games. I think they should win that. Uh, the Lions game, I think, is going to be for a playoff spot. And then the Commanders have to lose one. Uh, they play Cleveland this week, but then they play the Cowboys. who are going to be trying to win a division. So that I could see very possibly happening. So that's why I say, I think they're going to get into the playoffs. Okay. But That game was a little scary because you cannot kick field goals and beat good teams. Right. And that's what they did. You get the big kickoff return at the beginning of the game. You get the ball at the six yard line and you, he takes a bad sack and you mm-hmm. kick a field. They get down fourth and one on like the 40. They go for it and you throw a 40 yard seam route. Like yeah. go get the first down. Yeah. You 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 make all these mistakes. Those three interceptions at the end of the game, they only scored two field goals off of them. So it's like you can't kick field goals and beat good teams. And we were texting before the game. And what did I say? The 
Dolphins are going to be able to run all over Green Bay. They're going to be able to pass all over Green Bay. Green Bay will win if Tua makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Tua made the mistakes. What I'm disappointed with with Miami, why did they get away from running the ball? Yeah. They split the game, and Mozart had those two big 15-plus-yard runs, and I feel like they were just doing whatever they wanted on the ground, and they got away from it. And you see what happens that I've never seen a game with such a halftime swing. Like when, when t- hit the waddle, big waddle play, and then Hill catches that to go down by the one, I looked at my wife and I'm like, this is going to be ugly. This is, I don't, it's going to be bad for green Bay, but maybe, maybe you saw something different being a Dolphins fan. Yeah. So here, here, no, I agree with most of what you said. This is the thing. And this is what makes me nervous about the Packers moving forward. And at this point, the only thing that I would kind of like is the Lions to finally make the playoffs. So if it comes down to the Packers versus the Lions, I'm going to root for the Lions. But if the Packers get to the playoffs, that's fine. Like it's, you know, I have enough friends that are Packer fans that I wish that, you know, like everybody be happy. Let's all be happy if we all can. But anyway. So this what worries me about that game with the Packers is a lot of things had to go their way to win that game. And you, and like you said, kicking field. So you had the first return that almost went for a touchdown. Like you said, went for a field goal. The second kickoff return went to the 50 yard line. They ended up, I think punting that drive, but then to a fumbled, I think on our 30 yard line. And then I think you went in and scored a touchdown to tie the game 10, 10. So it was like, you needed that. So at the, right before halftime, the dolphins were driving and apparently uh, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this too, is c- c- to a must it, reports are that's when he may have had his concussion. I don't know if you heard about that, uh, but he, he had like hit his head on the ground, which happens to like every player, like, you know, multiple times through a season where they like hit their head on the ground. But anyway, Moser fumbles the football at the 50, puts you guys in the position, kick the field goal. Then, Two two illegal formations by the Dolphins, which are the stupidest penalties on offense. You cannot do that. One of them was a, um, uh, I think a, 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 a what's it called? It's not a streak route, but where they, oh man, uh, a crossing, crossing route. Yeah, was that? Is that the one where he didn't get set, or he just didn't cover up the tackle? I think it was I think it was not covering up the tackle or he covered up the tackle and it was just the the crossing route and I think it was Waddle or or Hill who caught it and he got in it was like going to be first and goal at like the 10 or 9 yard line and it got pulled back and that was the next play through that interception to the linebacker that he was aiming for Moser. So uh so and then there was that and then Tua like throwing those three picks uh was like and it weren't like contested picks they were like really bad picks and that was like so it just needed so much for the packers to get um get that win and only to win by 6 that where i'd be like okay if i'm if i'm a packer fan i'm just a little worried that it took that much going my way in order to win now on the other hand there was a couple of missed opportunities by the Packers, like Aaron Rodgers. Like I, he's been inconsistent most of the year, but there was that one throw that you mentioned that seam route, that fourth and one. He had the guy, you know, yeah. he had the guy. Yeah. So if he threw like Aaron Rodgers of like three years ago, it's probably a touchdown, right? So, uh, so there there is that portion of it as well. Like you can examine that area too, but uh. If you're the Packers, you got you got you got out of there with the win. And now you just have to beat Minnesota, like you said, one possession team 
who do you trust with the ball <laughs> in the last moments at Lambeau Field? Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins? I'm going Rodgers over Cousins. And then um, and then you have the Lions, and we know the Lions' history. So they they know how to disappoint their fans like no other franchise ever. So I, I think you guys are in a good spot right now. Yeah, I, I'm excited. The run game is good. They didn't use it as much because they're Miami was daring them, Miami was daring them to pass. They were yeah. not, you know – so they got away from the run, but I think the run game's there. It's going to help them in Lambeau. And you're starting to see vintage Rodgers. Mm-hmm. The thumb's starting to heal. That throw to Mercedes Lewis. Oh, that was great. Just dropping it in <laughs> absolute perfect spot to catch the ball while he's dropping the opposite way, getting hit by a defender. That is vintage Rodgers. Right. So you're starting to see a little bit more of that. So uh, you got to win in ugly games. Obviously, Miami's a good team. Could they have capitalized more? Both teams could have, of course. But I don't know about you. I was anxious the entire time. You could just felt like it was on the edge of one team taking over the entire time. It was a fun game to watch. I I was feeling pretty confident when we were up 2010 driving. I'm like, if we can just score a touchdown here, I think we have it. But when Mostert fumbled it, I'm like, oh, we're going to lose this game, aren't we? That's the my first thought in my head. I was like, and then just to address the run game, I would say that's the thing that annoys me about Mike McDaniels as of right now. It seems like he's more concerned in these games. And this is what happened in San Francisco and in the, the Charger game. Uh, because they, especially the Charger game, they could have ran the ball more effectively. They, they did a, I think they only ran the ball like nine times in the Niners game too. But it seems like he's more interested in showing that Tua is going to be a good quarterback than sticking with what works. If that makes sense during the game. So like you said, they were running the ball effectively. Uh, Mozart had five yards of carry. Wilson was averaging four yards of carry. The fact that they went away from it and they didn't even try like any um, like end around plays with, with Hill or getting Hill on the move where they hand the ball off to him or Waddle, like to misdirect the defense a little bit. They didn't try any of that. And I think that's the one thing I would say that I'm, I'm a little nervous about Mike McDaniels and Tua is that he's a great coach. As far as X and O, he gets his players open and he's, he's figuring out ways, but he doesn't stick with what works. It almost seems like he's more worried about making Tua look good than actually doing what's working on the field at the time. If that makes sense. Yeah, that team has so much speed. I don't I care know. what defense it is. Like, use that. Yeah. I mean, but you had a 17 rushes total with your two running backs who are very good against yeah. a team that doesn't stop the run. And, yeah, I agree. Use You saw when he did use Waddle and Hill in slant routes and deep balls, like, in different ways, they were burning everybody. So, I don't know. I think – we have more questions about Tua now than we've we've ever had. It feels like I don't know. I would just when I was starting to think he was, he was the answer. He he's not had a couple of good games. I I just don't know what to make of his situation. Yeah, we'll probably talk about him when we get to the ugly a little bit because I'm more concerned. Everything that's coming out from the locker room, like Moser had an interview today and he's like, yeah, we, it's, I, he's like, I didn't know anything was wrong at the time, but looking back at it, he's like at the, in the, during the second half, he's like, there was something off with our offense, like Tua, he's like, Tua was on the podium. He's like, I might've called the wrong play on that one to Moser that he threw the pick. He's like, maybe I called the wrong play. And it's just like, that's so weird that he would say that now that he might have had another concussion. It's like, 
okay, well, this makes maybe a little bit more sense about why he was a little, he could have been off because that's what in, in five weeks he had what, well, it's like eight weeks, but like three concussions now. So the one that if he got concussed on Sunday, it wasn't, it was a football play. He barely, his head did hit the ground. I saw it, but if that's going to cause issues, if he's going to be prone to concussions, I mean, that's, that's not good for your career either. Cause you're no. going to be you know, and you can't get in a rhythm. So I, 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 agree. I, I agree. I agree. You ready to move on to the bad? Yeah. Okay. What was your bad? Indianapolis Colts. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Lost eight of their last nine, last five in a row. This is their offense against the uh, Chargers. Punt, interception, interception, punt, field goal, interception, punt, and then finish the game with turnover on downs on three possessions. They they allowed seven sacks. They went 0-10 on third down, 3.5 yards a play. They haven't scored an offensive touchdown since October 30th. And Nick Foles looked horrendous, 143 yards, three picks, a 31 passer rating. I mean, without Jonathan Taylor there, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they they can do as a team. They just they looked really bad. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't a fun game to watch. I stopped watching it to be honest because it was just not that exciting. I watched. I I think I turned to the basketball games because they were more entertaining than <laughs> that oh, yeah. game was. Yeah, yeah. so. That's a good bad. I, I I'll be interested. They've been doing the uh like let's put a band-aid on the quarterback position for the last couple of years. I wonder if that's what they'll do this coming year because there's gonna be a couple different quarterbacks available, it looks like. So uh or if they'll just try to take one in the draft, but it'll be interesting to see what they do this uh this off season. Um I'm gonna give the bad to the Cardinals. Um <sighs> How does Brady always get this? I just don't get it. With that guy, he is so. Don't, like, even, it... get, don't even get me going on Brady. He plays in the <laughs> NFC, uh, AFC East for his whole career against the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins. And now he goes to the NFC South and he plays against the Panthers, the Saints, um, and who, the, who else? The Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. Right? And. <laughs> He's about to make the playoffs under 500. Like, I don't even get me going on that guy. I just, I, like, I don't get it. Like, the the Cardinals score a touchdown, and you just think the game's over. Like, it, no way the, the Bucs are going to come back and win this game. They need to score two touchdowns. They haven't moved the ball all game. And then, of course, the Cardinals are like, what every other team that are a bunch of losers will do is they'll be like, let's just go into prevent defense. Let's just make sure they don't score. It's like, no. You stick with what works. What what have you been doing to stop him from scoring? That's what you got to do. And they they obviously didn't. He ends up scoring two touchdowns, winning the game uh, in overtime. And I'm just like, man, I don't know how like fortunate this guy is throughout his career. Like you said, not only his competition, but this is isn't this like the second time he there was another game he was down You're sixteen kidding. to. Three. He just did it like a week or two ago. Yeah, like what in the world? How does this happen for him? I don't get it. So I have to give the Cardinals a, a bad because there's no reason why they should have lost that game. Uh, the way they uh, – it's just so annoying as a Dolphin fan. I, I have a lot of respect for Tom Brady, but this guy got to stop getting fortunate in his career at some point. Oh, yeah. I got to love to hate the people that are playing good at certain times for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about your ugly? What was your ugly for this past week? 
Broncos country, the the ride is over. <laughs> Lose by 37. Just some of the things that happened in that game. That you got the sideline fight between the backup quarterback of the Broncos and their O-line. Then Randy Gregory's punching some Rams O-lineman after the game and during mm-hmm. the immediate scuffle. Uh, Hackett gets fired probably a few weeks too late. Russell Wilson has a 3.6 QBR, three interceptions, six sacks, lowest QBR of his career. They're last this year in points per game, 15, and third down conversions, 28%. It's just a utter fail for what I thought was going to be a really good team this year. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. I actually did not have them making the playoffs this year, but I did have them finishing nine and eight because I'm like, I just think it'll take one year for, you know, the the, the coach to get his system in there and then Russell Wilson, you know. But I think that might have been a fleecing by the – it looks like a fleecing by Seattle. Like they're going to get a top five pick this year, and I don't know if there's a coach in the world – like a good coach that wants to get hired into that situation. Can you imagine spending a quarter of a billion dollars and that's what you're getting a 3.6 QBR in a game? I, I don't understand. I didn't, I knew he was taking a step back, but I didn't realize this would be the step back. Did you, did you even realize how much, because like even the Seahawks, like the former Seattle Seahawks players talked about it, like how much his teammates don't like him. Did you even realize that? I did it, but when you see it, he's such a corny person. Like, it seems like he's more worried about his looks than he does his play. He acts like he's a leader, but clearly he's not. The way that everyone responds, is it's almost like it's a joke to everybody. And I don't think he realizes it, which makes it worse. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, he's kind of, yeah. He was doing, like, uh, like, high knees up in the middle of a airplane at some point this season. So it's just like, man, if you would have kind of known all this, if you, the Broncos like knew all of this, like would they have made that big trade? I think that Pete Carroll actually, it might've been actually one, like he might've been a great coach that did wonders with, with, with Ross. That's, that's crazy to me. Yeah. It's, it was hard to watch. That's, that's definitely a disappointing team. Um, and you can see with the Seahawks, get rid of them. They don't have a ton, and they're way better than they were last year. Yeah, I I I agree. Uh, my ugly goes to um, – I'm going to give it to the Jets. Um, they had a good start to the season. They surprised a lot of people. And then Zach Wilson, like, I don't know, man. What I mean, what do you think? Like, Zach Wilson – he was nine for 18, nine, only 92 yards. The backup quarterback who I've never heard of had more yards in his one drive or two. He only had two drives or something like that. He had more, more yards than Zach Wilson's did all season. I'm surprised they didn't put Flacco in honestly, because I feel like Flacco can move the ball like a little bit. He showed that earlier on in the season, but I just like, I don't get this whole jets quarterback thing. The Zach Wilson thing, how bad he is. I don't know. They get an ugly because they, they were doing so well up until this point. And now it's just like they they're on the, the, the edge of the playoff race right now. And I don't, don't see it for them. Well, I, that's where I blame like the front office and coaching because the jets are five and two and you bench Wilson, which isn't good for his psyche at this point in his career. 
he doesn't even dress for a few games. And then you're like, no, actually we need you come play. Like it's such in his head right now that he's not needed in this franchise. He's the type of player. I think that maybe they'll let him go this pretty quick here and he'll get a fresh start somewhere. And we're going to be like, Oh, he's actually a good quarterback. Cause you hear people talking like Chris Sims and other analysts who know quarterback playing. They're like, this is a good quarterback. I don't know what's happening. It's just, it's what he's got the yips to me. It seems like, I don't know why you take him out when you're five and two and playing, playing good, but I, I don't know. I feel bad for him because when you're that fragile in your career and you're not knowing if you're needed or not on a team, it's, it's hard to play good. Yeah, I agree. I, he, the the cr- crazy part of it is, is that like when he was drafted, I remember them saying that he needs like two years to develop. Like he was not a let's put him in and play quarterback. And this is his second year, right? Like we're in year two with or three, th- two or three, two, right? With Zach Wilson, yep. be- because Trevor Lawrence was last year and they were in the same draft. Okay, so we're in year two. And it's like, is it is it not? Could it also be like he just needs more time to develop? Like, isn't that part like you knew that when you drafted him, like, hey, we got to give him a couple years to develop into the guy he's going to be. So I think he they they'll probably move on because the players don't like him either for, you know, for whatever reason. So get a fresh start somewhere else. But I think somebody could kind of there's a potential where you could kind of get a steal in that because. That's what all the scouts were saying. Like he needs a couple of years before he starts. And then it's like, well, we put him in there and we don't know why he failed. It's like, well, isn't it because he needed a couple of years? And now that you put him in too early, his teammates don't like him because he's not ready to start. Like, isn't that probably why he's not doing so good? So I, I don't know. Especially if a team picks him up. Like if he gets cut, he's obviously not going to be high on a list to start anywhere like a Minnesota or another team that's got a quarterback that for next year or two is still let him sit as a backup. And then who knows, you could have your franchise guy sitting there waiting to play. He might, I think a change of scenery would be good for him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, my, my, uh, Oh, that was my ugly. Uh, I also just want to add the two, a concussion as part of my ugly as well. Just because again, this guy cannot catch a break. If you just look at his career in football, he, he gets that hip right before, that big hip injury, but right before he gets drafted, he was supposed to be the number one pick that year, drops the five, gets drafted by a team in which Brian Flores does not believe he can be a good quarterback, basically had no confidence and faith in him, dealt with injuries. Finally, he has a good start to a season, suffers two concussions, one that was like very scary. And then like now he's, uh, you know, he gets back, has a couple good games, and then he gets another concussion after he has this kind of free fall. Uh, so that's sort of my ugly too, is just like, man, that guy cannot win. And I don't know like what he should do. Uh, I guess uh, during the interview of the last time he came back from the concussion, his family questioned whether he should keep playing or not. So now that he has another concussion, I wonder wonder if maybe he might think about you know, like you said, if he's concussion prone, it's just not going to work out for him. Yeah, he should at least wrap it up for the year. I mean, I hate to say that because the Dolphins still have a chance to make the playoffs. And would you want to play them in the playoffs? I wouldn't. Mm-mm. So it's hard to say. But yeah, that's when you start talking about health and like head stuff, that that's gets scary. Can't make a decision for anybody, but I don't know. It makes you think twice for sure. Yeah, you know, especially if it, like you said last time, I mean, before I should say not last time, but before, like, uh, 
if he's prone to it and every time his, you know, he hits his head on the ground, if he's going to have a concussion, it's just not worth it. You know? Um, so yeah, I guess we'll see what happens there. Okay, man, you ready to talk about a couple teams here? Yeah. Okay. So what me and Nate are going to do is we're going to just talk about one or two teams. Uh, we, we know a lot of, a lot of the podcasts have been talking about the playoffs and getting excited for the playoffs, but we're going to take a break this week and we're going to talk about a couple teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs uh, their off season and sort of like uh, uh, how excited we are about them. And maybe, maybe some moves we think they could do not, not specifically, but maybe general moves. So Nate, you said you had a couple teams. You want to give me one of your teams that you're kind of excited to see what they're going to do this off season. We just talked about them. The jets, like mm, their, yeah. their defense is so good. There's not many changes you need to make there. You got a young guy like sauce Gardner who's playing so good. Their D line is really good overall. That's just an amazing defense. Um, you're going to get Brees Hall back from injury. So you'll have Brees Hall and Michael Carter, two, two-headed monster there at running back. All they really need is a quarterback. I mean, you can see it when Mike White's playing. Yeah. That, that team's got explosiveness. If they can go get somebody, or maybe Mike White's the guy, I don't know. But if I just think they're so close to make, taking that next step. No, no, they're going to be a fun team to watch, see what they do. Um I obviously there's going to be a couple of quarterbacks out there that might just be enough for them to be like, Hey, he can help us. He he won't screw up enough so that we can make the playoff. Derek Carr is kind of one of those guys that he's now benched. I don't know if you heard about that. He's benched now. Uh, he might be worth a shot to some team. Um, he, uh, you know, uh, there's that maybe Baker Mayfield can make a re- renaissance if the, if the, um, Rams don't keep them, you know, so there, there will be some options. Gardner Minshew, who we mentioned earlier. So maybe a veteran quarterback like that, bringing them in can get them to that 10 win because really they didn't need much quarterback play to win a couple of these games that they've lost. So yeah, it could, it, that's all they, they sort of need. Yeah, for sure. And I also the bears, I think are in the same position. Justin Fields is so good that the growth he made just this year during the middle of the year, he's so scary. Um, if they can get a couple weapons around him, they have the, I think they have a 25% chance to have the number one pick this year. Um, go get a stud receiver or some, something to put around their team. Their defense is a little ske- sketchy, so I'd have to make a few moves there, but you know, being a Packer fan, you're in the NFC North with these three teams that weren't very good. Now you got a Vikings team who's got 11 wins. The Lions look scary. I kind of like the way Dan Campbell's doing it. Not, and then uh, the Bears, they they look like they have a bright future also. Yeah, no, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, get like this, the offseason, this offseason should be like, hey, let's just put all, let's get all the talents around Justin Fields. I mean, Justin, yeah, Justin Fields and just see how he does. Like, let's do that. Because what has been so spectacular really about Fields is his running, right? Uh, I want to see his passing be more consistent. You know, that's the one area where we'd like to see a little bit more consistency from him. But he has those wheels. And man, he's so electric when he he's on the run. So let's put as much talent as we can around him. And then let's see if he can thrive. And obviously, you want to help the defense out. But let's wait till maybe next year if we have to, to put the defense together, but let's focus on the offense this coming year. Yeah. That's a good team. Um, I, I think the Rams are going to have an interesting off season. That's one team that I kind of want to pay attention to. Like you said, there's a uh, Stafford, you know, he's been having elbows slash sh- uh, shoulder problems. 
Is he going to come back? Is he going to retire? What about Sean McVay? What about, you know, Aaron Donald talked last year maybe about retiring. Is he going to come back? They don't have their first round pick that goes to the Lions. So that'll be sort of interesting what they do there. If Baker Mayfield shows enough, do they, like you said earlier, do they keep him? Even if Stafford come back, comes back just in case Stafford gets injured quickly or whatever. So I'm really interested to see what the Rams uh, will do this offseason as well. Um, they're sort of an interesting team to me. And then I'm just going to add the the Broncos. Not as far as like what they can do to get better, but the drama around the Broncos is probably going to be fun to watch this offseason just because uh, Russell Wilson, who's going to coach for them? Can that coach uh, help uh, Russell get back on track? I just think that's going to be sort of like a bunch of fascinating storylines to pay attention to. So I'm kind of interested for the drama of it, of of uh, uh, Russell West Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Yeah, that's a good one. They have a good defense. I feel, I don't feel like they're as bad as they're playing. They got weapons on offense they can use. I don't know. I'm I'm curious as well. Yeah, it could also be that Nathaniel Hackett wasn't a great coach. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, man, you want to move on to our predictions? Yeah, let's pick them. Okay, so let's talk about Ryan versus the guest. Last week I played against Chad. I outdueled him 10 to 9. Uh, so right now I'm down by four, 131 to 135. So now we're going to pick week 17. Nate, you ready to do this? I'm ready. Okay. So the first game we have is the Cowboys at the Tennessee Titans. Who do you have, Nate? I have the Cowboys in this one. I do as well. I think this one was sort of easy. Okay. Yeah. Cardinals at the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Cardinals are just a mess. Um, it's it's this is going to be one of those bad games this week that no one's going to want to watch. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Okay, just for the sake of the game, I'll go Cards. I don't think either team is really that good, and usually I pick the home team in that case. But I gotta okay, well, I gotta catch up on the game. I could see the Cardinals maybe pulling this out. Um. The Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions? I think this will be fun. I think it'll be better than people think, but I think the Lions will, they're at home. Uh, just they've been playing a lot better at home than on the road. So I think the Lions will win. I agree. I have the Lions as well. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. When I first saw this, I'm like, oh, easy Jags, but I could see this as one of those games that the Jags finally jagged. I'm waiting for it to happen. Um, but I still think they'll beat the Texans. I, I can't pick the Texans, but would I be shocked if they lost to the Texans? Not really. Yeah, and remember, the Jaguars have nothing to play for in this game. It all comes down to Week 18 against the Titans already. So even if they lose or win, they still have to beat the Titans next week. I wouldn't be surprised like if you're a coach and you're like, hey, let's play a half. And let's just give everybody the second half off so we don't get any injuries and let's get ready for next week. Like I wouldn't be entirely against that idea, especially in a game that you don't have to win. Just throwing it out there. Are you brave enough to take the Texans then? <laughs> no, just in case they don't do that. Okay. Just in case they don't do that. 
Uh, if they do that at second half, I do pick the Texans. Just throwing right. that out there. Okay. Fair, uh, fair. fair, fair. Uh, Denver Broncos at Kansas City. Easily Chiefs. Yeah. Um, the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Oh, if Tua doesn't play, that's a he's out. He's out. It's Bridgewater. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Patriots. I just think, unfortunately, the Dolphins are in a slide right now that they're not going to be able to stop. Yeah, I'll, I'm I'm sort of with you. I want to pick the Patriots. I'm going to pick the Dolphins for the sake of the game. I did pick the Patriots before you picked the the Patriots, but just for the, I I feel like this is going to be the game the Dolphins lose because it it's it's been that kind of half to this season. So, I don't know like what I don't see it. Uh the Indianapolis Colts at the New York Giants. The Giants. Yeah, I don't think that one's hard at all. Uh, the New Orleans Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah, I'm picking the Eagles as well. Uh, the oh, uh, the Panthers against the Bucks. Man, I want the Panthers to win this game so bad, but I just feel like Brady's gonna find a way to win at the end of the game. So I'm gonna say the Bucks. I don't disagree, but I'm going to pick the Panthers. I was really impressed with the way they played last week. And I am not, I have not been impressed. I I don't care that they came back and won. I have not been impressed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at all. So I'm going to, sorry, Eric, but that's just the way I feel. I'm going to pick the Panthers. Uh, Cleveland Browns at the Washington Commanders. Let's go Brownies. I've never said that before, but I need the Commanders to lose at least one of these games. So I'm going to go Browns. Do do the Lions need them to lose one of these games as well? That I am not sure. I okay, believe okay. I believe so because I believe they're all fighting for the last wild card spot. Yeah. I'm gonna go Browns as well. I like their defense, the way the defense has been playing, but I'll also say that I think Carson Wentz is starting. Uh and you know, he's good to give the defense oh, yeah. one or two. He's good for one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh the 49ers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Niners, not even close. Yeah. Man, they might have stumbled onto a quarterback, huh? That's crazy. That's just crazy that you can take someone who's the last pick and he just looks so calm and confident back there. Like, that's, I don't know if that's a Mike Shanahan thing or they just got lucky with a guy with composure, but he looks, he looks good. I just like the, like, he can, it seems like, he can make most every throw he needs to make. So I'm just like, man, that's, yeah. Could be Kyle. Kyle Shanahan, that guy. Uh, the New York Jets at the Seattle Seahawks. I, oh, this was the this was a tough one for me. It's kind of a coin flip game. Um, I like the way Mike White looks, and I believe he's playing this week. So I'm going to take the Jets. Okay, I am going to take Seattle at home because I need them to do it. Go Seahawks, go. But um, I am not happy about this at all. So I'm going to go Seahawks. But Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay by four. Okay, I like it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Man, this one was a tough one for me. I'm. I'm hoping the Vikings win because if they don't, 
and the Lions and Packers. I know the Packers are going to beat the Lions. That's why if Jordan Love goes out there in week 18 because the Packers are eliminated from the playoffs, I feel more confident that the Lions can get into the playoffs. I need you to win Vikings. Ryan, I have tickets to the Lions game. I need it to be for a reason that I'm going. I need there to be stakes. I'm not used to, as a Packer fan, I'm not used to there not being stakes. I need stakes. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. But I, I'm going to pick the Packers though. I just, I just feel like this is a game. The Vikings can't continue to win these one score games. Um, But go, go Vikings. Uh, My dad and my dad's going to go to that game actually too. I was invited to go, but I have a talk out, so I won't be able to go, but I was invited to go with him, which would have been super fun, but he's going to go and he's a Lions fan. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to, I hope it's cold. It's my wife's first ever trip to Lambeau field. So we're, oh. we're going to, we're going to do it right. I hope it's freezing and I hope they get a good W. Don't be surprised if that gets switched to Sunday night, by the way. And yeah. if it does, I could actually go with my dad. I should tell him that. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, the Los Angeles, yeah. The LA Rams against the LA chargers. I'm going to take the chargers. Yeah. I will too. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this game's close though, uh, just because the Chargers, you know, they barely beat the Colts. So I don't know. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. I love that the Steelers are still in playoff hunt. Um, that makes this game even better. Do you know is it's still Huntley? I think so. Yeah. yeah. That that's tough for the Ravens. Um, but. I'm going to take the Ravens just because they're the home team. I feel like it's such a coin flip game, though. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens as well. I agree with you. I think the Steelers will keep it close. Uh, The Monday night game, huge game. Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. This will be fun. Which Bengals team do we get? Do we get the one last week where they almost give up the game to the Patriots, or do we get the one the week before where they make that comeback? Um, I, I'm going to take the Bengals though. I just, I I like them, uh, nothing against the bills. I think this is going to be a great game, but something, my gut just says Cincinnati. Yeah. I'll take the bills, but I'm a hundred percent. Like I I agree. I think it's going to be a close game. And if the bills lose the chiefs and the chiefs win, they're the number one seed, right? The chiefs are number one seed. So, um, they're going to hope that the Chiefs win the one of the last two games. And I don't know who the Chiefs play the last week. Do they play the Chargers? That I don't know. Let me, I can look quick. We'll see who can get there first. I wish I had elevator music. I'd play it right now. Because, um, oops. The Chiefs play the Raiders. Yeah, so... Bills kind of have to win this one because I don't see the the Chiefs losing in the next two weeks. So wouldn't that be such a Chiefs thing <laughs> to get the 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 bye week after all this? After the Bills actually beat them this year. Hey, yeah, you know one fun thing though, Ryan, with the Chiefs, we didn't mention it. How was that Patrick Mahomes run this week where he oh, put, so good put his hand in the ground and just reached for the pylon? Yeah, like, that was so good. If throwing wasn't bad enough, he runs too. You know, I know you like the Chiefs. So that was that was a fun play. Yeah, I'm more of like a Patrick Mahomes fan than a Chiefs fan, but yeah, he's like Patrick Mahomes reminds me like he he's the best throw of the football I've seen since Rodgers. Like Rodgers was 
the top tier for me. And now it's, it's Mahomes. but um, that's why I like him so much. I always thought I love strong arm quarterbacks. That's why I'm kind of, I think I'm a little bit of a sucker for Derek Carr is because he's got a rifle for an arm and I kind of like that, but same reason why I like Jay Cutler, you know, his arm was just a can and I loved it. He should win MVP this year. In my opinion, I think he will. I think because I think if, especially if hurts is out for the next couple weeks, I think he'll, he'll win it. Especially if he, like, let's say he's got the Broncos and the, the Raiders. He could throw five touchdowns each game and you know, he's, it's yeah, that's sure. looking even better. Yeah. Okay, man. Anything else? No, it should be a fun week. Okay, man. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Um, I still haven't listened to a lot of my friends' voice memos or text messages about the Packers winning. I think I'll do that soon here once the salt uh, can no longer hurt the wounds, so to speak. Like I just, like, I just, like, I can't do it. I can't do it right now. But uh, congratulations on your win, and hopefully, for your sake, the Packers can get there. For my sake, I hope they don't. But you know. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, for everyone else, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you haven't yet, follow me at nuttybuddy underscore entertainment. That's when I show I drop podcasts on Instagram and also follow our YouTube channel. I'll sometimes put clips up there of the podcast and do special clips just for YouTube. So check that out at Nutty Buddy Sports. Not entertainment. Nutty Buddy Sports. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed and we will talk to you guys soon.